It is Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Today we've got news from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and Dominic Selzy. We get you ready for tonight's action with the All-Stars and USAC Midgets. And I've got a philosophical question for you, the dirt racing fan. Let's jump in. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway announced yesterday that after a hiatus in 2020 because of the pandemic, the BC39 is back on the schedule this season. The IMS Dirt Track, which sits inside Turn 3 of the Big Track, will host USAC National Midgets Wednesday, August 18th and Thursday, August 19th. This is the week after the track hosts IndyCar and NASCAR on the road course. The event honors the late Brian Clausen and highlights the Driven to Save Lives program in the Indiana Donor Network. This will be the third running of the BC39, with Brady Bacon and Zeb Wise winning the two previous editions. If you'd like to attend, tickets will be on sale soon, and fans can find information at ims.com bc39. Speaking of USAC Midgets, tonight is the opener of Indiana Midget Week for the series. Starting tonight at Paragon Speedway, the USAC Midgets will race eight times in ten nights, with other stops at Bloomington, Lawrenceburg, Hobstaw, Circle City, Lincoln Park, Gas City, and Kokomo. Indiana Midget Week in 2020 was an epic week for Kyle Larson, who won four of the six races driving for Chad Boat and picked up the week-long title. It was a cornerstone of his epic 2020 season that saw him win 46 times across sprint cars, midgets, and late models. Actually, Silver Crown cars, too. Chris Windham and Tanner Thorson were the only other two drivers to win that week. In 2021, though, Larson is not expected to compete, so the battle for the Indiana Midget Week title will be wide open. Through six USAC Midget races so far in 2021, Buddy Kofoid is the points leader, having already won twice and finishing in the top 10 in every feature. He's also led the most laps with 52 and has tied with Chris Windham for the most top fives with five. Kofoid, though, is yet to win a Midget Week feature in his career. Wyndham, Justin Grant, Tanner Thorson, and Thomas Meserol complete the top five in the USAC Midget standings. Grant is the only one of those without a win this season. Midget Week this year includes two more nights than it did last season and three more tracks, with Bloomington, Hobstadt, and the new Circle City Raceway joining the fray. With the way he's been running in 2021, you've got to think that Kofoid will be at or near the top all week. He's averaging about a third-place finish on the season, and this second year with Keith Coons has really seen him take big steps forward in the midget. But this week really feels wide open, even with Kofoid's success so far. If someone like Thorson or Wyndham get hot, they could easily take the title. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw wins from guys like Emerson Axum, Kenan McIntosh, or Dazen Persley. Axum has been really impressive this season, bagging five top ten so far and his first career win at Kokomo on April 30th. Obviously, as this week progresses, we'll keep you updated on the action. If you can't attend these races, Flow Racing will have live streaming coverage all week. And I'm working this morning on doing a little bonus conversations episode to get you tuned up for Midget Week, so stay tuned for that, hopefully later today. If you're looking for some sprint car racing tonight, the All-Stars and IRA kick off a four-race weekend at Fairbury Speedway in Illinois. They then travel to Wilmot on Friday, Plymouth Dirt Track Saturday, and Angel Park on Sunday. The early season headlines for the All-Stars were dominated by Justin Peck and his quick ascension, but lately it's been all about sunshine Tyler Courtney. Between Port Royal, Bedford, and Sharon in April and May, Courtney had finishes of 17th, 12th, and 14th, but since then things have been very different for that Clawson Marshall team. He finished second at Tri-City, picked up his very first series win at I-96, and has gone on to win two more times. He's got five more podium results and hasn't finished worse than eighth worst than eighth. 
The recent run has vaulted him to the points lead, with Justin Peck trailing by 74 points behind Courtney. The battle for second is tight, though, with Peck, Ian Madsen, and Hunter Schoenberg all separated by only 22 points. Both Madsen and Schoenberg are looking for their first wins, but 100% has been on the rise recently as well. His average finish over the previous five races is second best right now behind Sunshine, and he's got eight top tens in his previous nine starts. Looking at tonight, Tyler Courtney is favored by the DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula, and as I just talked about, for very good reason. The All-Stars haven't raced at February since 1995, so many of the drivers in the field won't have previous experience there, but not all of them. Guys like Madsen and Schoenberg ran with the Outlaws at Fairbury in 2018 and 2019. That could certainly be a boost for their chances. Hot laps start tonight at 6.15, and you can watch live on Flow. When the Outlaws head to River Cities on Friday and Granite City on Saturday, Dominic Selzy will be in the field driving for Mark Dobmeyer. Dobmeyer continues to recover from injuries sustained in a crash at Cedar Lake last season, and the shows this weekend will be the first of five scheduled for Selzy in the Buffalo Wild Wings 13. Selzy will also come to the Midwest later in the month and race for Dobmeyer June 20th through the 22nd at Houston Speedway, with the final night of that weekend paying a very nice $30,000 to win. Selzy has made 96 World of Outlaws starts back through 2018, but has yet to appear with the series this season, instead choosing to focus solely on racing in California. And the changes paid big dividends with Selzy already having nine wins in 24 starts this year, including a sweep of the Peter Murphy Classic in May that saw him win four times in two nights. Incredible. Now that was between the 410 and the 360 sprint cars. He's the current points leader for the NARC King of the West series as well. Selzy has raced at River Cities before, including a 6th place finish there in 2018. I'll have more on the Outlaw Weekend tomorrow. This past Monday night at Lawrenceburg, there was a pileup right at the start of the first World of Outlaws heat race that collected 5 or 6 cars. It started when Buddy Kofoid and Brad Sweet made contact right about the start-finish line and resulted in Sweet needing to use a backup car for the rest of the night. We did talk about that on Monday's show, or Tuesday's show, excuse me. From where I sit, it looked to me like a racing deal. I've gone back and watched the replays. Sweet maybe thought he was clear of Kofoid or that Buddy was higher up than he was. But Kofoid basically didn't change lanes from literally the middle of turns 3 and 4 all the way to the front stretch, so I can't blame him for holding his ground. In the aftermath of the crash, Sweet emerged from his tipped over 49 and had a brief conversation with Kofoid on the track. Yesterday, thanks to the Swindell Speed Lab YouTube channel, we got to hear that chat. Sweet asks Kofoid what happened. Kofoid says they met in the middle. Sweet then has an exclamation with a choice word, and the conversation is over. Where things get interesting, though, is in the trailer after the heat race. Kofoid and Kevin Swindell are debriefing, and this idea of how you race the full-time guys comes up. And that's my question today for you, the watcher and listener. Do you expect a driver who shows up to race against the Outlaws or Lucas or USAC full-timers or any other major series to treat those guys differently than he might treat other racers? And this example specifically, should Kofoid have given more quarter to Sweet because he's the points leader and an Outlaw full-timer? And understand here, I'm not coming down on or talking negatively about Sweet. He got right-reared on the front stretch, and regardless of whether it was his fault or not, most guys are going to be upset about that situation. But does being a full-timer with a big series and racing for points mean outside drivers should run you differently and maybe give you more space? My own personal opinion, the answer is no, they absolutely shouldn't. Racing is racing and everyone is there trying to get the best finish they can. But I'm curious what you think. Drop a comment below or on social media and let me know your thoughts on this. It's an interesting thought experiment, I think.
There are six items on the streaming schedule for this Thursday. Flow Racing has flowed 24-7. Those USAC midgets at Paragon uh, for the Indiana Midget Week opener. The All-Stars at Fairbury and Weekly Racing from Kosuth County. There's also Wasoda Action from Grand Rapids and Dakota State Fair Speedway on Speedsport. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Thursday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily where you get podcasts plus YouTube and Facebook. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe and leave a review. You can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dirt Tracker, and you can check out the website for all kinds of cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Thank you.